This is Beyond the Craft. I'm Steve. I'm John. And today we're going to be talking about Face Off. <laughs> some, and uh, yes, some in that classy scene music. whenever he sets that bomb and he goes up there and sings this Hallelujah song and grabs a teenage girl's ass. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Now Nowadays that gets you canceled. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it would have then because that girl was clearly underage. Oh yeah, she's yeah. a schoolgirl. <laughs> oh yeah. No, you're like double canceled if that happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't get Epstein. <laughs> mm, mm. Uh, <laughs> that's the moral. Murdered in your prison cell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the budget for this movie was eighty million dollars. Uh, it made two hundred and forty-five million. So, pretty successful. Pretty yeah. successful. Uh, they had a uh, it, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone to do this. Yeah. Um, but then when John Woo signed on, he, he immediately just changed it to Nicolas Cage and John Travolta. Uh, because he just thought that would be better. And it definitely would, because... I just don't see, like, the thing playing out super well with Arnold and Stallone. Well, also because their body sizes are, like, dramatically different. Well, so, so is Travolta's and Cage's. They're nowhere even close. <laughs> how tall is Travolta? Oh, I don't know how tall he is, but their body types are way different. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and, uh... But that doesn't matter. You know, this. You know, this is all... Just yeah, but the other pairs. Okay, so Arnold and Stallone. Obviously, that was like what the studio wanted. Um, Harrison Ford and Michael Douglas. That, that could have been interesting. That was a pair. Uh, Bruce Willis and Alec Baldwin. Okay, I can kind of see that a little bit. Uh, Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. Of course. And Jean Claude Van Damme and Steven Seagal. <sighs> Van Damme would have worked, not Seagal. <laughs> I don't know. This movie came out in '97, so it probably would have worked. Seagal was still pretty big then. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. Um, guess Van Damme would have had to have been Caster Troy though, for real, because you know he has Nicolas Cage's character. Well, yeah. The main character of the movie is probably Nicolas Cage, even though he starts as a bad guy, then he's a good guy, then he then he's a bad guy again, uh, type thing. So, but through most of the movie, Travolta is the villain. You know, yeah, his body's the villain anyway. Yeah, you know, his his fa- his mind is you know, and Nicolas Cage or where the their faces are swapped. You know, so. The good guy is Sean Archer, and the bad guy is Castro Troy. But Nicolas Cage didn't want to play a villain, so actually one of the ways that they convinced him was they were like, well, actually through most of the movie, you're the good guy. And he was like, oh, okay, I'll do it then. Yeah. <laughs> that's one, I mean, I guess that's one way to do it, yeah. Uh, but I, I guess, uh, I guess... He didn't really see himself playing villainous characters, even though he has that level of insanity that right. is perfect for it. It's really perfect for it. Yeah, because like when you think can, about some of his other roles, it's like he usually doesn't play villains. He much. could totally be in a Batman movie as a villain. Uh. <laughs> what do you, What do you think? Maybe like something like Scarecrow. Mm, 
I don't know. I don't know. Uh, freeze? He could probably pull Freeze off. You know. Wouldn't be as good on the puns, but I thought <laughs> they would do that again. Eyes to see you. Eyes <laughs> to see you. <laughs> that movie does make me laugh, though. <laughs> yeah, they, they, uh, if you watch got... the movie as a comedy, it's pretty good. Yeah, if, if you're like, hey, I want to watch a Batman movie, but I don't want to take it as seriously as... Like, you know, the Dark Knight or like Yeah, I don't want to have Dark that Knight feeling rises of, or something. I want to kill myself after I watch that. <laughs> this is just so depressing. It's like I want to see a bat credit card and bat nipples and ice pumps. Yeah, I want the most ridiculous shit ever. Yeah. And you're just like laughing and then you're just like fucking nailed it, Clooney. Fucking nailed it. Fucking this is one of it. your best comedies. Right. Oh no, this is like an action movie. No, no, it's not. It's not an action <laughs> not movie. A, they had skates pre built into their suits. Yeah. Why? For for that one reason. For that one reason. The yeah. one scene. The one scene. <laughs> it's like oh, we never man. know. We never know. We might need blades to skate on ice. Skate on this. Like that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> what about that movie? Did make sense. But hey, that's what's so funny about it. Yeah, it is hilarious. It's a very good, hilarious movie. Right. Yeah. If you're not intending on taking it seriously. But yeah, John Woo directed this movie. Um, uh, another thing about Nick Cage. Has anybody seen Nick Cage's girlfriend? Uh, oh, I think I've seen pictures of her before, but I can't remember what her name is. Uh, uh, she's like this Asian chick that looks like she's 12. <laughs> she's 26. Because when I seen it, I was like, oh shit, she's way too... But then I was like, oh, she's 26. I mean, that's... That's fine. She just looks super young. Like, <laughs> way too young. But no, she's 26. She's a grown woman. Alice Kim? Yeah, Alice Kim. That's right. Yeah. See the... You see the picture of her? Uh, waiting for it to load. Yeah, okay. So, I'll, I'll say this. Like, if, if, if she was wearing, like, one of those, like, schoolgirl outfits, you would think that's jailbait. Oh, she totally looks yeah, like it. She I don't totally think looks... she has to wear a schoolgirl outfit for that, though. But uh, yeah, she's... Damn, she is... I mean, she she is gorgeous, though. Yeah. But she's very young. You can tell she's young. Yeah, but like, she, she's 26, so I was like, yeah, you know, that's, uh... You know, she's grown. She can do what she wants. Yeah. Um, it's like, just because you might look like you're super young, you definitely are not. But, uh... They wanted uh, Mark Wahlberg to play Pollux Troy, and he turned it down. Uh, probably good. I don't know if he could have, you know, pulled off Pollux Troy. Because mm. the brother has to be kind of nervous, and, you know, Mark Wahlberg goes to that place whenever he's supposed to be a smart person or something like that. He always goes, you know, I, I'm just... He just tries to, like, soften his voice, and it's like, that doesn't make you sound smart. You're just kind of like... You're still, like, Boston as shit. Yeah. Like, he can't not, like, if they're like, if they cast a Wahlberg to play in, like, a Western or something, you would have to somehow explain why a guy from Boston came. <laughs> right, yeah. You know, you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't just be like, oh, no, I'm from, I, and Wal would be like, I'm from Texas. <laughs> and it's like, no, no, you're not. Um,. It's like, uh, uh, did you ever see like the, uh, 
the cutscenes from the Terminator Three: Rise of the Machines. Did you ever see any of the cut stuff from that? I don't think so. Okay, because there's like the one cutscene that they did that explains uh, why the T eight hundred, the Arnold model Terminator, has the Austrian accent, and it's because the original guy that sort of like pitched the idea of having like the humanoid robots or the cyborgs or whatever. Um, he was like, he he does his voice and he's like, hi, I'm I'm was it Lieutenant Lieutenant Colonel uh, William Candy and he's like this really like Southern like rednecky style voice and they're like and then um, they show the guy that's like uh, it's like uh, we we like the prototype but we need to change the voice and that guy has Arnold's voice and it's like a Austrian accent. Because they're like, it just doesn't, like, it's not intimidating. If you saw that thing show up and its voice sounded like a redneck, it's like, it would just, it would just shatter the illusion. <laughs> that's pretty dumb. <laughs> that's what, that's what, that's why it was a cutscene, Steve. It didn't make the movie. Yeah, because who, who, was anyone wondering where his voice came from? Like, was there people like out know. there just was like, uh... Uh, wonder why he he speaks like Arnold. It's like I've never even once wondered that. Yeah, like ever. It's like they're gonna have to explain to me why. Why does he talk in an Austrian accent? And Skynet is an American company. It's like, wh- why the fuck do you care? <laughs> it's actually actually the better question is why does he talk at all? Uh, why he program only... ter- Terminators to talk at all. Their whole purpose is to kill. Yeah, but they have to be able to... They're infiltrator units, so they have to be able to blend in with society. Yeah. And it would be too suspicious if they never spoke to anyone ever. And also, they need to get information sometimes, so they have to... Especially, like, the T-1000. That's why he disguises himself as a cop, so he can get information. You know, but... uh, but yeah, the other thing too is it's like, what, are you going to change Arnold's accent? They did that in his early movies where they dubbed him over with like a, like a voice actor. Right. And it just, it sounded like shit because it didn't match Arnold's body. You knew it wasn't Arnold's actual voice. It was weird. So then he just used his accent from then on. Just they just. Well, this has nothing to do with face. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> I have apparently hijacked this. Um... But uh, but I guess we'll go ahead and get in the comments, yes. right? Okay. So uh, this this first one, and I love this username too. This is this is amazing. Uh, this guy gave it a one out of ten, and his username is I love Hanks thirty. <laughs> so that means several different things. Either he loves Tom Hanks, or he loves everybody named Hank, <laughs> like Hank Hill. Those are your only two options. Yeah. Apparently. Okay. <laughs> It's either Tom Hanks or every Hank that has ever existed. Or maybe his name is Hank. Yeah. But it says, I love Hanks. As in, like, multiple. He might have had to put the S because someone else might already had I love Hank. Oh, okay. So what we're saying is self-love. Make sure you practice self-love. Yeah, love yourself. Yeah. Love love yourself, brother. Love yourself. Also, love Tom Hanks uh, because he's awesome. Um... But uh, this is from uh, June uh, 30th of 2010, and it says, An insult to intelligence is the tagline for it. Okay. And it says, What a crap movie. One flaw after the other. I wonder what the makers of such movies think about us. 
This movie is an insult to our intelligence. Of course, it would be a feast to the eyes who love bombs exploding, planes crashing, buildings blowing up, and other kinds of unimaginable dross stuff. I really don't mind these if there is a semblance of reality in all the action scenes. But unfortunately, that is not the case here. It appalls me that the makers didn't realize the quality of the movie while they were making it. They invest millions of dollars in such bullshit stuff. As far as the acting is concerned, the lesser I say, the better. Nicolas Cage cannot act to save his life. <laughs> clearly, <laughs> clearly, he remains the most unimpressive mainstream actor in Hollywood to me. Travolta is no better either. Overall, this is a really pathetic movie. Uh, and, and it is so, 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 so overrated in IMDb. 7.3? Are you kidding me? Uh, it, it deserves a 3.7 instead. Uh, Ooh, so number switch. <laughs> it says, "I regret having watched this movie. I simply couldn't wait uh, for it to end. Thank God I watched it uh, on TV with the usual commercial breaks, which gave me some respite. Well, face off, fuck off." <laughs> 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 oh shit <laughs> face off fuck off that, that was actually pretty well done yeah the best Britain part of that was that last line yeah, the rest of it's all garbage that's pretty good <laughs> it, probably, it probably took him three days to write that comment right uh, usually he's taking a shit and he's on his phone he's like let's see how can I like really get the essence of my hate across D- and also don't watch face off whenever you have to watch commercials because the flow of the movie is destroyed whenever it has to stop for commercials. It yeah. really needs to be watched all the way through. And it's insane. And yeah, there's flaws because, for one, it's a, it's a John Woo movie. He has no concept of physics <laughs> or logic. But that's why his movies are fun because it's just a bunch of you know impossible things after the other. It's really that's it's, why the body's hype of John Travolta and Nick Cage didn't even matter because it's fantasy anyway. Right. You know, it's like oh, we got a guy that got to get a guy that's built just like Nicolas Cage. It's like who would have that have been back in the day? I don't know. Nicolas Cage was pretty ripped back in those days. Yeah, like the mid mid to kind of later nineties. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a little chunky now, but he's also in his 50s, so... Yeah. You know, that's whatever. Back the fuck off of him, man. He's trying. Yeah, he's in his 50s. I mean, it's not like he... he you know, he's not The Rock. He's not Keanu Reeves. Yeah, he's not... Yeah, I mean, that man is... Is... You know, a god or something. <laughs> uh, We've already established that Keanu's immortal, so... Yeah, so, I mean... Nicolas Cage... The thing that you had to really do was had to get two actors that could, on a whim, just kind of mimic each other's, like... Mannerisms. Mannerisms, like the most important ones, anyway. And they did that in two weeks, because they spent two weeks together before they started filming this movie. And they're like, boom, nailed it, let's get to it. So, you know... uh, That's pretty impressive for two weeks worth of work. To try and pick up on how the other act... Because it's like you're a dude playing another dude, basically. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Survive. Survive. Uh, I'm a bullet farmer, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, and it's at like, no point of... Uh, just, just off on another topic. At no point during that scene does any of the actors pick up a real gun 
to actually shoot somebody. They just keep their fake guns the whole time. Whenever there were like a bunch of real guns that they could have just grabbed. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, because they just kept the 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 prop guns. Yeah, the whole time, and they could have picked up real ones because they were everywhere. Yeah, but they didn't. That's that's crazy. It's pretty funny. Yeah, because they're all in character. <laughs> even if it, even though it was a real situation, they all still stayed pretty much in character. <laughs> yeah. To no cameras, so those guys are pretty, pretty dumb. But yeah, I mean, there's uh, a funny comment at the end. But yeah, I mean, face off is you can fuck off, my friend. <laughs> so the next guy, uh, he actually sat down. And he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna write my college dissertation on face off. Well, it's not, it's not that long. I'm, I'm exaggerating. But this guy, he was like, I'm going to put some time into this one. Mm-hmm. So this is another one out of ten. Uh, this is made by Matt Wakeman, 18. Or no, Matt Wakeman. And then it's uh, March 18th of 2001. And his tagline is, worst film ever? Question mark? I think so. <laughs> oh, ever, huh? Yeah, worst film ever. Ever. Uh, yeah, worse than Manos, The Hands of Fate? This movie's pretty shit. Worse than, worse than Jilly? Jilly? That's, uh, I mean, that's, oof. Worse than Jersey Girl? No. <laughs> that was a good movie. Yeah. Now, people can shit on Jersey Girl all they want, and I, I like that movie. It's good. Jersey Girl's a good movie. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, it's actually more for, I don't know, people with souls. Right. So if you don't have one of those, don't watch that movie. Yeah. There's a lot of people... There should be a thing where it's like, do you have a soul? It's like, nah, I got rid of that shit long ago. Don't watch this movie because you're not going to like You're just going to go online and shit on it. You're just going to shit on it. a miserable fucking person. It's a, it's a feel-good story. I mean, whatever. I watched it after, like, years after it was out, and I was like, can't be that fucking bad. I like Affleck. He's he's funny. That's I like Kevin him better Smith. At, yeah. I like him better as a comedy actor than I do as, like, the action stuff that he does. And then he Bat did Fleck. it. Yeah, and I was like... Yeah, it's a pretty good movie. Affleck was the bombing Phantoms, though. Yeah, what now? <laughs> uh. Uh, but anyway, so this comment, it says, Oh dear, F. Scott Fitzgerald once wrote that character is action. I wonder what he, uh, he may have said on seeing this film. My suspicions were first aroused when the first seven seconds of the film... Or in the first seven seconds of the film, in which John Travolta is uh, simpering on a fairground ride with a child with a haircut so bad that he simply had to be American. <laughs> it's like this guy's watching it. And he's like, "That haircut is so shit. That's got to be an American. That's what, what kind of xenophobia shit is this? That's called racism. That's called racism <laughs> of some sort. That was John Travolta's actual son. No." It's like, yeah, it's just, that that is also dead. Uh, you know, his son died in real life. Yeah, so you're talking shit about a dead kid. Yeah, a real well, dead. This was kid. made he, in 2001. When did uh, like nah, a couple years after that? I think his kid died in 2004. Was it? What was his? Was his name Jet? I think so. Yeah. Was it Jet Travolta? Um. So he says when the poor bull cut blighter was blown away by Nicolas Cage with seemingly an enormous caterpillar on his upper lip, I began to think that I was in trouble. To say that these characters were one-dimensional would be uh, to insult, well, one dimension. They blunder around. 
This guy thinks he's like just the he's just like the best shit ever, right? He's like, I'm a goddamn genius. I'm a fucking genius. Look at how I write this shit. Uh, they blunder. Publishers are gonna be calling me left and right. Yeah, they blunder around to, uh, talking lines that truly no one in the whole world would ever say outside of an action movie. To think that John Woo has uh, come to this, he made a superlative action. He made superlative action movies in in Hong Kong. But the rubbish that he makes in the U.S. is in danger of making us forget all that. There may be many of the trademark John Woo incidents. People leaping diagonally through the air with a gun in each hand uh, and always in each hand. I wonder if it is a John Woo fantasy for us to discover a species which has three arms. My, my. (laughs) We would have a, a veritable arms race then. You know, exclamation point. They probably he probably laughed to himself pretty good after that one. Oh yeah, he laughed himself to sleep that night. He had to yeah. finish this. That was some great shit I put on IMDB. That was great. Uh gunfights I'm, I'm done for today. Yeah. <laughs> I think I did humanity a favor. I'm good. Uh Mom <laughs> spaghetti <laughs> Mom, meatloaf. Uh gunfights in churches, etc. The subtleties that do appear in his Hong Kong films are simply lost here under a welter of bullets, bad acting, and simply woeful script. Yes, some of the stunts are very good, but how many times can you see a stunt and be amazed? By and large, there are merely variations of the same theme. Remove them, and what you well, what are you left with? Really, really bad acting by John Travolta and a performance by Nicolas Cage that makes me think he felt like buying a new swimming pool when the script turned up. I was a little surprised by Travolta, uh, Battlefield Earth, anyone? But could this really be the same cage from leaving Las Vegas? Luckily, the picture failed on my copy for the last three minutes, so I was spared Travolta getting his own face back, reuniting with his lovely doctor wife, connecting with his once wild daughter, and now taking over the upbringing of Cage's son, who incidentally also had a bad bull-type American brat haircut. If only I had lost the sound as well, then maybe I wouldn't have been left wincing with utter agony as much as I did. I only wish that I could give this utter trash a negative 10 billion, let alone only one. Uh, A film for those who see Hollywood action films as the zenith, the apotheosis of entertainment. (laughs) Congratulations, guy. You are the smartest fuck on the internet that day. He used the fuck out of that dictionary that day, didn't he? He found the word apotheosis, and he's like, I gotta fucking use he that. He learned that goddamn word on Sesame Street the night before. <laughs> and said, I'm gonna use that fucking word. Yeah. To death. The Count was like, apotheosis. <laughs> apotheosis. <laughs> he was like, what does that mean? And then he looked it up, and then he was like, I'll sound like a goddamn genius if I use that. I've gotta <laughs> fucking hate a movie. Because, you know, producers are hanging out on IMDb. The first 35 times I watched Face Off, not a fan. The 36th time, fuck that movie. (laughs) And fuck those kids with their fucked up bull haircuts. Fuck them, it's gotta be an American. (laughs) Because only Americans had bull haircuts in the 1990s. (laughs) Sure, guy, we'll go with that. Yeah, that's the part that gets me. It's like, he immediately comes out and wants to talk shit about one of the children. And he's like, 
Uh, my suspicions were first aroused when the first seven seconds of the film in which John Travolta is simpering on a fairground ride with a child with a haircut so bad that he simply had to be American. He's like, I hate this fucking movie because these goddamn haircuts. <laughs> Get a better haircut, kid! Yeah. <laughs> this isn't the first time we've had somebody complain about haircuts in a movie. or like, yeah, Is that a thing? Or like facial hair, like... Man, these guys have beards in this movie. Fuck this. I, I can't watch this shit. I'm done. They're going to have to have like a fucking haircut consultant on movie sets from here on out. Like, I don't know. Uh, random fuck guy in his mom's basement <laughs> on the internet said he's really not a fan of hair- bold haircuts. He was like, this is a movie in the 90s. Basically, every kid had a bold haircut. Yeah. It was like, does it look great on all kids? No. Does it, does it look great on some kids? Sure. I mean, look at... Uh, was it uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas? Uh, Thomas. He had a bowl haircut the whole time he was on Home Improvement. Jake Lloyd. Jake Lloyd. Well, yeah, Jake Lloyd. I mean, all, all these kids have Young them. Anakin Skywalker, yeah. Um, this dude probably watched uh, Dumb and Dumber and saw Lloyd Christmas, and he was like, fuck this movie. Fuck Jim Carrey and his stupid-ass bowl cut. You're not funny. You're I'm, not funny and I'm your funnier haircut's than you. I'm going to be more famous than you by writing comments. Online. Because I'm on IMDb every day talking shit about and the producers going to find me. Yeah, I have no joy in my life. I just write shitty comments about pretty good movies. <laughs> I mean, so this- I, I bet you could look up his entire history and I guarantee you he's never wrote one positive comment. Well, let's go down the rabbit hole, shall we? Matt Wakeman, uh, let's see. He's been uh, uh, he's been an IMDb member for 19 years. Okay. Um, so, let's see. He's done reviews of the movie Max with uh, John Cusack. Uh, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. He did a review for that. He did Minority Report. Uh, he did the Cowboy Bebop movie from 2001. Oh, this guy likes to watch some anime. Yeah, he's got a lot of anime on here. Uh, and he hates it all. Uh, no, actually, on one of these, he was like, perfect family film. And uh, and then he's, let's see, some of this stuff is like... Perfect family film. It's probably like some fucking hentai porn. <laughs> he's like, perfect family film. Shrek from 2001. A real nice film for everyone. That's what he So he just he likes put. cartoons. I... So anything like Lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. Wow, the stereotypes. <laughs> what stereotypes? Right. English, stereotyping uh, fucking English, uh, London underground criminals? Right. Like, uh, fuck them. <laughs> They're criminals. He did the movie Traffic from 2000. Good intentions, but so let down by a packaged ending. Didn't that fucking movie win like four Oscars? <laughs> Traffic? Uh, oh, I know it was up for some stuff, yeah. Uh, Shaft from 2000, the one with, uh, um... Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson, yeah. I don't know why I went blank there. But he put, what really was the point? <laughs> wow. Uh, Vampires from 1998. Really nothing special. Uh, so Mag- he hates action movies. Uh, Magnolia, nineteen ninety nine. Life like uh, you get what out you get out what you put in, is what he put. Uh, Judge Dredd, nineteen ninety five. What a chance wasted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> okay, since I'm like really morbidly curious, what did he say about Dread? Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. It's hard to judge this without comparing it to one of the greatest comic characters, and certainly the greatest comic character to emerge from this sceptered isle, Dan Who. What What the fuck? What's he talking about? I don't know! <laughs> I don't know! Did he have a stroke when he write, wrote that? <laughs> Dan Who? Is that is that like a British comic? It's not Doctor Who. I don't know what the fuck he's... He probably meant Doctor Who. Did he fuck up his own comment? The greatest comment... But the Doctor's not a comment. I don't know. Maybe he had a stroke in the middle of this. But he he says, The opening scene is great. A visualization of what Mega City 1 looks like as uh, first thought of by the great artist Carlos as 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 Guerra. Uh, But then it just goes downhill and fast. And it takes a great bleak, blackly funny view of a near future and in some cases present day view of America and ignores everything that makes the comic great. <laughs> mm. Oh, man. So, okay, what? He, but he does have, like, a lot of anime on here that he's reviewed. A lot of, like, imported stuff from Japan. Oh, yeah, he he loves it. Ah, oh, man. Uh, Gladiator from 2000. He gave it a four out of ten. Gladiator, fucking Russell Crowe Gladiator. Yeah. Great on the eye, awful on the ear. Uh. So. Wait. Okay. What the fuck? So he says, as ever, Mr. Scott proves what a gifted director he is with great visual flair, but again, he is poorly served with material that is all mouth and no trousers. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? Have you ever used, have you ever used that analogy? It's like, yeah, that's all mouth and no trousers. Oh yeah, absolutely. All the time. I, that's one of my favorite things to say. Constantly. But like, uh... Would you like, uh, you know, you know? Would you would you like to go do this? And I'm like, no, nah, that's all mouth no trousers. <laughs> I, I'm not doing that today. Oh all God. mouth no trousers. Okay, so here we go. So continuing at the last part of his gladiator review, he says it's not bad. But how anybody could say this is a better film than this simply sublime Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon proves how little taste there is in the world and how unfortunately good guys so often don't get what they deserve. Oh, well, this is just a uh, yeah, it's just a simple case of uh, him not liking that the main character dies in the end. And yeah, it's like I mean, a lot of those stories. You know, like, like, people used to be so much better about that. Like, some of the greatest stories ever, which was usually about, like, demigods and heroes and stuff, mm-hmm. all ended with death. Like the mythology stuff. Yeah. yeah, like the mythology and stuff. It all ended with, like, death. There's, like, one, like, demigod, like a hero that actually had a good ending, and that was uh, Perseus. You know, per- uh, Perseus. Uh, he's the only one out of all of them, and there's, like, hundreds of them. And they just like the t- telling those tragedies. Now, if you do something like Gladiator, which was a victory. I mean, he dies, but he wins. You know? <laughs> yeah, ultimately, he, he got the upper hand. He wins. He got what he wanted, yeah. and then he, he wins. Yeah. Uh, you know. And when he dies, he's able to go see his family again. Yeah, exactly. It's not, it's it's not, not a, a tragic ending. It's what he wanted. Yeah. 
Uh. <laughs> because, okay, so now here's another thing. So Dark City, 1998, he gave that a 6 out of 10. Dark City. Mm. That's, oof. That's on the positive side of things, though. Six yeah, out of ten. He's like, I gave it like a six out of ten. It's like, yeah, average to okay. <laughs> so he gave Citizen Kane a ten out of ten. Perfect movie. Perfect. Uh, well, this guy's just a classic dude that hears other people talk about movies and how good they are. Like, Citizen Kane was like <clears throat> the best movie ever made for its time. You can't say Citizen Kane is the best movie ever made anymore. There's been too many movies made that Citizen Kane is still the best movie ever made. There's just no way. We all know that the best movie that's made in you know modern times is Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yes, if we've we've learned nothing from doing this podcast, everyone fucking loves that movie. Yeah, and it's pretty good. I like that movie. Is it like my favorite movie of all time? No. Is it a movie that I can go back and watch? Eh, if I might happen to be in the mood for it. Maybe, but, but usually like it's not even my top ten in martial arts movies. Like It's a really good movie, but it's not even in my top ten. My top ten. Right. So that's that's a weird thing for everyone who's just like, yeah, it's like the greatest movie ever. And it's like, okay, I mean, everybody can have their own opinions and personal taste in movies, but it's pretty good, but... Like, right now, just sitting here and haven't been watched in a while, I can't think of a scene (laughs) from that movie right now. Just sitting here. And there's other movies. I can legitimately talk about a scene from a TV movie that Billy Blinks made. (laughs) (laughs) But I can't think of a scene from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon right now. Uh, I think he was hopping on some lily pads or something at one point. (laughs) <laughs> there was some bamboo involved. Yeah, some bamboo. So Requiem for a Dream, he gave that 10 out of 10. It's a smart movie. I mean, it's a smart movie. But that that's that's him saying, like, that's, that's just, like, one of the best movies out there. And, I mean, it's a smart movie. But, I mean, I don't have anything bad to say about that movie. Yeah, I mean, that's a good movie. Uh-huh. So, uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, he gave it a 10 out of 10, obviously. The best movie ever. <laughs> Memento, he gave it a 10 out of 10. Yeah. He God said Pierce, Memento Christopher was... Christopher Nolan. Yeah, I mean, Memento's a good movie. But that's... Th- th- that's the majority of what he's done, and then he also has, like, a bunch of anime in here. And I don't know how to pronounce most of this, so I'm not gonna try. Uh, but, yeah... <laughs> But the movie that he hated the absolute most, I'm pretty sure... No, there was another one in these that he didn't like. But Face Off, he definitely had a reaction to. He uh-huh. fucking hated that movie. He's like, <laughs> fuck. And if, we, if, we, if we've learned anything from this is that, you know, it, it's all mouth and no trousers. It's all mouth and no trousers. This has been... What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Stupid. Oh, this has been Beyond the Craft. Face <laughs> off. All mouth, no trousers edition. <laughs> All mouth, no trousers edition. We're out. Peace. I ain't working here no more. A woman done left and took all the reasons that I was working for. You better not try.
not stand in my way when I'm walking out the door. Take this job and shove it. I ain't working here no more. I've been working in this factory pretty close to 15 years. Saints among my best friends, women standing in a pool of tears. Seen a lot of kinfolks dying, had a lot of bills to pay. Lord, I give the shirt right off of my back if I had the guts to say, take this job and shove it. I ain't working here no more. 